What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Say It in Common, where we talk about it all, not just Dungeons and Dragons. I'm AJ Cannon, joined by Seth Templin, and today, the, the first time, the legend, the myth, the man, Tyrell. Tyrell, aka Merle. Thren Lothril. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Oh, there's so many AKs you could put on this guy. Like, he has all the nicknames. Ty Tyre. Uh, in my phone, he's Tyronius Delicioso. Oh my God. <laughs> um, what else do we call Take him? Take off your tank top, Tyrell. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. And he's shy. Tyrell's shy. Tyrell's a little bit shy, but he gets warmed up and he gets going. and It's all good. He's by far the coolest one. So. Oh, yeah. All right, anyway. Jumping straight into... What do we call the keeping it common? Keeping it common? Yeah. Yeah, yeah keeping it common. That's about the yeah, where we talk about the podcast. Yeah. We just dropped episode 3. Episode 3. And that was I don't even know when we recorded that. It was so so long ago. It's been so long now. It's been a while since we played. <laughs> yeah. The corona's really messed with us. We've not been able to play an actual game. But maybe this week, fingers I crossed. I think we're hoping to play a week from so. yeah, this next coming week. The governor may be opening the yeah. state back up, which we haven't really completely shut down. Arkansas will be free. Freedom. Anywho, episode three. So, what did y'all think of episode three? Did y'all enjoy uh, playing that game? I think it was one of the more fun. Like I enjoyed DMing that game. It was a good combat. Yep, really good combat. So we meet. Millie, um, and I just I tried to create someone who would be like just introduce y'all to the town. Uh, you just pick her up on the road, and you all immediately dislike her and fear her. What is up with that? Well, first of all, it's almost dark. She's out picking apples. Quote she unquote, had a basket full of apples. So so does the the dang witch in in Snow White. Well, we're not playing Snow White, okay. are we? And then. Then our our first uh, impression of her is she has popped up an illusion of a zombie dog. This is true. Trying to protect herself. She doesn't know you guys. I mean, in y'all's travels, y'all have met a total of Anvilin. Evelyn. 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 <laughs> and a group of bandits trying to kill her. So is it really that weird that someone will be wary of strangers on a highway? Not really, but it just just the theatricality of it all, the way you set it up. I mean, we're not we're not adventurers, travelers. We don't know, you know. No, we're heroes. What are you talking about? No, we're not heroes. <laughs> Quincy'd like to be a hero. Buck wouldn't like to be. I was about to say not according to Buck. <laughs> yeah, I mean that comes in on that episode too, is okay. where where Buck is really wanting to be the anti-hero guy, <laughs> spitting on the ground. Oh yeah, he's not liking the heroes in this one. But uh. I mean, it wasn't, you know, we didn't really trust her at first, but then I, you know, I kind of, we kind of warmed up to her, but then we get to town and there's all this going on about undead rising and coming and attacking the town. Which, which so she we, told you about immediately. Right. Well, still, yep. what a coincidence that we're pulling up and she's out there conjuring up undead. 
Even though it was just an illusion. Yeah. And what do you create illusions of? Things you see. Do you think this woman can think of anything more frightening at this moment in her life than these zombie dog things? Probably not. Well. But then also, then we're fighting the zombies, and like over half of them are illusions. Yeah, that is Mm -hmm. also true. Highly suspect. Highly suspect indeed. <laughs> but that, I mean, was she she even there? Was she fighting? No, she didn't fight. Okay. She was she was too busy making, you know... Poultices. Poultices for, for everyone who hurt. got hurt, yeah. And did those poultices work? I think so. We didn't need... Well, no, none of us even got one. We yeah. didn't even get hit. Yeah, y'all gave it to the... No, I think Buck got hit. But I don't think we, I don't think we used any poultices. Yeah. Rash got hit. But he didn't want one because he didn't trust her. Yeah. And so we're, we're introduced to Which Rask. Which is crazy because he wasn't even there to meet her. True. Uh, True. But he's a new player. That was my brother-in-law, Kyle. Uh, he had never played a game of Dungeons & Dragons before that. And we got him to sit down and play with us. And he did really good. Like, he threw me for some loops. I I tried to like give him a heads up about kind of where his character was coming from. But, man, he ran with it. And he made up a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> that as a DM, I'm going to have to like thread into the narrative somehow along the way. But I, I loved it. It was, I mean, he put some interesting twists on some stuff. I was trying to, you know, drag him into the role play a little bit, but I was a little bit afraid. You know, yeah. I didn't know what he was gonna, what he's gonna do. He's a little uncomfortable with this stuff. But yeah. he he did. I mean, he did well. Yeah. I mean, he talked. Yeah, he did. Put him on the spot, and he ran <clears> with it. And then you also met Roran, the town smithy. Best NPC that we've met. Well, Evanlin's super cool, but I mean, it was cool that he. The Firehand is really cool. Yeah, the Firehand was the cool. The Firehand. Yep. Now, Roran is a character that I pretty much stole completely from a book series. Like, I seem like I feel like I say that every single week that we play that I'm ripping some character off of. Yeah, well, well you got to draw your inspiration yeah. from somewhere. Roran. Strong Hammer in the Aragon book series is uh, the main character's cousin, and he's probably my favorite character in the entire book series. He's just a fantastic character. So, does he have a fire hand? He does not have a fire oh, hand. Okay. No, but he uses a hammer. Yeah, and he's just a common man who decides that he's going to do good and he's going to protect his village and he's going to protect his wife and he does incredible things as just a basic man in a world full of magic. The Aragon series, very good. Recommend highly. Yeah, I might have get to into read, reading. I might have to read those. Which we're going to talk about that later. We're going to talk AJ's, about that. AJ's following through. But later He's... on in the podcast, we'll talk about how I've been, you know, I've really been trying to do my part in the doing something that I hate. Yeah. So Seth has not, I don't believe, done anything so far. I mean, I've played those games. That's And I've fished with y'all. You, so you you've not fished. really done something that I've, like, I We need to go fishing before. another yeah, time. I'll go fishing with you anytime. Okay. Anyway. The campaign. Yeah, any more... It was kind of a shorter... uh, We didn't do much. Only about 12 or 16 hours went by in-game, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was pretty much just the the night. I mean, we ended it at the morning. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to start figuring out what's going on next week, you hope. But uh, something I always ask you is, did we do anything that you didn't expect us to do? I mean, there wasn't a lot of different... This is not the you have you didn't sneak out in this one, did you? No, that's, that's the okay. start of the next one. Um, nope, I think y'all pretty much went exactly to plan. I think I even put in my like I know you guys really well. I told you about this I think the night after we played, and I put into my notes. Um, they're going to su- suspect Millie. 
they're you, going you to. Did, you did. Well, yeah. if you thought we were going to, then. Well, I mean, I, I wanted to introduce a character who was going to, like, she's very important to the town. Like, she is the town um, healer. She takes care of everyone. Uh, later on, you'll find out she does something else for the town. But um, I wanted to introduce her to y'all. I wanted y'all to have a relationship with her so that, like, if you had to go and get something from her, it would be easy. You'd know who you was looking for. Um, and, yeah, it's fun messing with y'all. I mean, <laughs> yeah, why is this woman out picking apples at, at, at dark? Like, of course, she's, I mean... Blood red apples is what you said, too. Would you want an apple that's not blood red if you're wanting a red apple? Probably not. Well, there you go. They looked enchanted. Was it Granny Smith? It's green. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they weren't Granny Smith apples. <laughs> which, been, is, which, to be fair, is a much more poisonous color. I would have been less suspect of a Granny Smith. Really? I mean, that's just too classic. The, the Just the shiny, bright red apples that just look so good. Yeah. Well, I definitely like uh, playing off of expectations and right. Yeah, don't ever expect anything with me. She might be the best character in the game. She might be the worst. That's we don't true. Know. We don't know. But for right now, she's definitely a friend of you guys. But uh, this is the second time we've heard of the Inkling. This is the second time you've heard of the Inkling. Yep. With Rask. And I, I think that was something last episode we didn't. I don't know if you asked me about this, but I did not expect. Uh, Cameron to ask Evelyn about the inkling. I thought it would last a little longer. Oh. As a secret. <clears throat> but, uh, and I had just given Cameron a little bit of information about them. Like, uh, I won't divulge that right now. We'll get into it later. But he, uh, he, knew, he just knew the name. He doesn't know what they are or anything. Yeah. And he already brought them up. And then Kyle's character is from it. And right. I'm excited to, for y'all to meet the Inkling. It's going to be pretty interesting, I think. I'm excited because I don't. I just don't know. It's like a secret society or something. Because yep. he already couldn't. Ras couldn't tell us anything about it. Yeah. Well, that's partially just because I mean he's a new player and he doesn't yeah. know what's going on. Well, that was on. a smooth play. Yeah. Then, but yep. still, I mean, Evelyn said she wanted us to meet her friends. Yep. And then Rask is from there. We'll we'll see. We'll end up there. I know, but. We still don't know. I mean, even at this point, which we're in real time on episode six, got done with episode mm-hmm. six, and we still don't know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think y'all will know any. Y'all will not meet them for a good while still. Okay. We'll see. Uh, I'm I'm ready to get back into the game. I, I I've constantly been thinking about what we're gonna do next and stuff, and I'm ready to get on with it. I think about it all the time. Do you think about stuff, Tyrell? Like, what's Thren gonna do? And like, yeah. Um, I'm still not exactly sure what exactly I am doing with this character, but I'm working it out. <laughs> well, that's you just gotta let the game decide it for you. Yeah, I, I really have been with this character. It's kind of just going with the flow, kind of. Thing. It is so. It's it's a completely different game when you try to develop characters. When you focus more on. The who is this person? Like, what is their goals? Why would they say yes to this? Why would they say no to that? It completely elevates the game. It it just does something. Right. And it like when I first got into it, it was it was kind of a combat thing. I enjoyed the combat aspect and trying to outmaneuver uh, the different armies that a DM would bring up against me and stuff. But I played when I got in with my forever DM. Um, he like he wanted story. So when I created my first like real character that actually had meat to him and like just 
was thinking about who he was as a young man and stuff like it changed everything and it made it so much easier to role play when you actually just get down and think about who you are on the yeah, paper and you just be in your character yeah just be the character and sometimes that scares you to death because you don't want to like you'll put yourself in circumstances that are not good for you and not good for your team but it is absolutely what that character would most likely do yeah that's, and that's the funnest that's time. what i'm worried about later on as like, a dm i would always tell you to go for it like like it's it's fun i mean i'm afraid i'm gonna like frenzy rage and like turn on thren or something <laughs> well, i was talking to cameron here all back about thren you know i was like this is like the first character i think i've ever made that i didn't have a plan for you know that i didn't really uh know what i wanted out of that character exactly right uh, and he doesn't know either thren doesn't know no <laughs> he was just yeah, i'll ask some do you either one of you have like long-term goals now Thinking on just the th- three episodes that everyone else has got to listen to, the six episodes that we've uh, recorded. Like, what is something that your character is reaching towards? Even just, like, not long term, but short term as well. Mm. Like, Thren, does he have any interest in trying to find his parents? That is one thing, yeah. I think. You know, he hasn't seen him in what fifty or it'd be probably forty-five years or whatever, mm-hmm. so something like that. So yeah, yeah, he probably would want to see his parents if they were still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, also, increasing his um, study of magic and swordplay too, as well, because yeah. I think he definitely would have envied uh, Solaris definitely. Mm-hmm. From his compatibility. So is he just trying to be better than his master? Or, like, what does he want to do with it? I'm not exactly sure yet. Yeah. What about you? What, is, what does Quincy want to do? Quincy's, do you want to go back to acting? I don't know. He, I mean, he would like to. But he's also very loyal to his grandpa. Who's gone now. Who's gone, right. But he's got, you know, he's got this piece of land in Hollyhead, mm-hmm. and he's trying, to, he's trying to honor his grandfather. And now he's had to run off. So really, I mean, I think his main focus is to clear their names and get back, because he doesn't want anybody mm-hmm. to think, you know, that he's, that he's actually done this horrible thing. Yeah. And they want, I mean, he wants to solve the issue. I think that's everybody's long, long-term goal. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know, because he hasn't had a lot of time to think about it. I mean, his grandpa just died. Like, what? Okay, now I'm 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 free of this farm and and all these duties, but am I really? Like, do I want to leave my hometown? Is this a, a like sigh of relief to get back out, get away from the farm? Because I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if you've thought about this, but he left at one point. He right. he he went to a bigger town. He which which was also, I mean, it was his grandfather's idea was. He saw his talent, and he encouraged him to go go pursue this because yeah. he thought he could he could obviously be something. Which Quincy wanted to do it, but at the same time, like he wouldn't have wanted to leave under these circumstances, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's not really something I've thought about that much. But like, yeah, he. I think it's clear that he likes adventure a little bit. Like he wants to I get in there. I think he is the most bloodthirsty, which makes sense for a barbarian. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. he's he's kind of working with that to see, yeah. you know, why am I going into these psychotic killing sprees. Yeah. 
Which that also in itself, you being a barbarian, also shocked me when you did that that first time. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about, <laughs> yeah, we that, talked about that last week. Yeah. Okay. It was awesome. That was letting this, letting the story happen. Yep. And I didn't want to. I mean, it was not my plan to be a barbarian. Nope. But we'll see what happens now. Um, it, now, now that I am one, I mean, I'm playing off of it and trying to get it to a certain point because I want, I want extra attack at level five. Yeah. So I'm gonna take it to level five unless yeah. something weird happens. I've been considering going to level six with my character and getting extra attack with the uh, uh, Blaine Singer. Mm-hmm. And, and what were you? I, I didn't know you were gonna think about switching. What would you switch off to? Possibly rogue. Yeah. But. Uh, not positive yet. I might okay. just go all the way with Wizard, though. Okay. We, we see the roguey kind of stuff come out. Some of his kills and stuff later. Yeah, he's very... He's very... He's... Flary. Yeah, like and, and dexterous and... Yeah. And just cool. He's just... Thren's cool. He, he's the only cool one out of us. Well, Rask is kind of cool. Rask is pretty cool. It surprised the heck out of me that Kyle, first time, wanted to play a monk. Not the easiest first-time uh, character. Yeah, not really. Especially looking... Looking at just like level one or two mm-hmm. stuff, like it's yeah. not that exciting until you get, I don't know, at least yeah. five, where you can start getting some other abilities and stuff. Yeah, but he did a good job with it. He enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, it is. It is a cool class at higher levels. Monk is crazy. I I'm not a fan of monk though. I just don't see how it fits much in with the kind of medieval theme of most Dungeons and Dragons games. Right. It. I don't know. It's it's ninja. Yeah, it's <laughs> ninja. It's a ninja just thrown in there. I think like with uh, the Forgotten Realm setting, since it's like a collaboration and just you know yeah. an amalgamation of like all sorts of different types of cultures and um, different settings, you know, all mixed into one, it kind of fits into that. But like what you're saying, like if it's if you're playing in a particular setting that's like set in like a medieval setting, yeah. a monk doesn't really fit in there. But it feels like yeah, but. Yeah. I mean, but like him choosing to go monk and then just throwing me for that loop, saying that the inkling was looking for the lost gods. That actually kind of made me think I could like. I don't want to give too much away, but I've I've definitely rewrote a little bit of the inkling now. Oh, really? Because like, yeah, of that? yeah. And what? I figure we'll get into that when y'all meet up with them eventually. If you do, when do you pick a uh, whatever they call it the the way of the whatever? When do you pick that? The third level? I think third level. It's just yeah. third level? Okay. Because that's when you start getting more cool stuff. Most classes go at third level, except for Sorcerer, which is like first, and then mm-hmm. Wizard's second level. Yeah. Most, yeah, most of the subclasses start at level three. Okay. Is there anything else? Y'all have any thoughts or comments about the game? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I guess so. All right, what's our next topic? Moving on. Let's see. Let's see what we're going to... Oh, yeah, we, we can we can transition to the to the new Beyond Common, which I'm just going to do a quick... Okay, yeah. Just kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. We AJ's a genius, everyone. No. Yes. No. This, like, he is the backbone to this campaign. No, you he, are. He, no, I'm not. He literally <laughs> does 90% of the work. Like, you should see the amount of things that he does... Like before we ever start rolling, and long after we start rolling, I just found out today he's even bankrolling some ads for us personally without telling anyone, 
just trying to get us out there for you guys to hear us. Right. Like he is working so hard. All the music that you hear, because we did not want to have to worry about uh, copyright infringement and stuff. He has just sat down and wrote or created every single piece of music you hear in our campaigns. And he makes a lot extra. Like, he has some stuff that we've not even heard yet, right? Yeah, I've got yeah. a few, few ahead. So, I try to catch I mean, a little ahead. And then he's also the one who goes through and listens to the whole podcast and edits out some of the places that my wife comes in and decides Slams, she wants to talk to us. And, and dogs the barking. Yeah. <laughs> So he cleans all that up, and then he's the one who has to find somewhere that has good enough internet to actually upload it. Like He is putting in so much more effort than all the rest of us. Well, you're the one having to plan the campaign. I told you, I just wing it. And you you asked me if we should do a podcast, and I thought, you know, if you're going to do one, you got to do it right. Yeah. You can't, you can't put something out there and it not be, I mean, upper level. It's yeah. got to be, because people, people will not listen to something because of bad sound quality. People will not listen to something because it's annoying. And I feel like we're way less annoying than a lot of D&D podcasts. But like the first first two, three episodes, the sound quality's not great. It got a lot better, but we're, I mean, we're learning as we go. Yeah. So anyway. So tell anyway. us about some of the stuff that we don't see anything of. Okay. Well, the thing I'm going to talk about today is, I mean, if there's any, if there's any audio nerds out there, which there's bound to be. Um, so what I've been doing, I started out the first, the session zero and, and, and the episode one, we recorded all in the same setting, the same night. And I recorded it. Seth was, was wearing a, a, a wireless lapel mic, and we used two, two other just big condenser microphones, and it, that was not the way to go. I, I realized right away that we were going to each need to have a mic where I could isolate everything because we were picking up too much room noise. And then also the wireless mic was picking up phone interference and all kinds of stuff too. So that's why there's some of that stuff in the first one. So episode two, I get mics for everybody. And since then, I mean, but then you bought those too, didn't you? Specifically what? for it? Yeah. Which I, anytime I have to buy equipment for something, I'm just like, well, I do this all the time. I don't mm-hmm. just do this podcast. So it's not going to hurt for me to have some mics. It's not going to hurt for me to have some cables or this and that. Like I just get that stuff. I mean, as a tax write off also. I write all that stuff off because I, I file as a musician alongside with my regular job because, I mean, to be fair, I do make some money doing it. It's not a ton, but it, I mean, it would be illegal probably not to Should report Should we start it. paying you? No, <laughs> do not pay me. But, <laughs> but, I mean, I get paid enough throughout the year playing shows and stuff with my band that it's, it's incentive for me to write off when I, like I had to buy a hard drive for my computer last year. That's 400 bucks. It can come off, come off my top line. Anyway, not trying to talk about taxes, but I don't have a problem buying equipment. So I got some mics. We set up where we each had our own mic. Then we're all, we're kind of sitting too far away from them, So we had to reposition the table a little bit and get to episode three. And I had, there were a couple mics I've culled out that just sounded like crap. It was one of the reasons that episode three does not sound good. It's because Kyle's microphone was a junky one. Mm-hmm. I think Anthony was using a junky one too. And I had gotten a couple of these like we're using right now and they all sounded really good. So I was like, okay, I just need to get all of those. So I got all those. And then episode four, it starts sounding better. We're sitting closer to our microphones. But the big, the biggest factor, I, I was trying to go in and not automate anything. And if you, if you don't know anything about audio, you don't know what that means. But automating is like if you go in, something that you've recorded already and you move the, the volume faders up and down or you change things as it's going and you record that motion. It's automation. So say you recorded a band and 
sometimes the singer's really loud, sometimes the singer's really soft. You've got to bring up the singer when it's soft and pull it back down when, it, when it's louder, and you kind of close the gap on that big dynamic range of sound. So I didn't think about doing that in the podcast, but I managed to get a hold of Critical Role's sound guy through intense research. You worked hard to find him. I did work hard to find him. <laughs> he was I, surprised you found him, right? Yes. I found him on Instagram. Didn't have a lot of followers. It's not his only gig. He does sound all over the place. And I sent him a message and I said, man, I, like what, I really like what you do on Critical Role. I was like, is there any advice you could give me on how to make something sound good that's you recorded heard it here, live? Folks. First, folks, we have connections to Critical Role. We do have connections to Critical Role. <laughs> Chris Wilmot is, I think, his name, and uh, but like that, even other, even other well-recorded podcasts, they don't sound like that. And the way he does, the way he does, is just super good. It just, I, I knew he was the one to talk to, and he shot me a message right back. He said, "Yeah, I'm actually on a plane right now." He said, "The Wi-Fi isn't good, but I'll, I'll try." He said, "I'm going to send you several messages. It'll be broke up because of Wi-Fi, but I'll get it to you." I was like, okay. So he sends me several messages of this is this is what the equipment we use this is the the signal chain that we use and he said the biggest thing he said the biggest thing equipment wise whatever is that i get i get to sit there in the room and automate the faders while they're performing he said i've gotten to where you know we've done so many of these episodes that i know who's going to speak next sometimes like he said he he has learned the players he can tell when somebody's going to talk he can tell when somebody's going to be loud and uh he just works it up and down and listening to critical role in podcast form now i can sometimes tell when he's moving stuff up and down mm-hmm. you can hear kind of the like a lot of times like caleb is real quiet he's whispering to nod or whatever and they'll be super quiet and i can hear the kind of like the room noise come up i'm like well he just turned them up because they're whispering mm-hmm. but anyway so i started doing that with ours which i can't do that while we're recording it right because you're playing right so i've got a mixer usb mixer and i just go back i play the podcast and i automate all the faders at once and i just mix it live so i have to go back and listen to the whole thing which it's not really that bad i'm gonna end up listening to it anyway i just i like listening to it but anyway so that that was that was my thing i've been that's one thing that, I, that i'm having to do is every time i don't just it's not just a cut and dried pattern for every one of these things i have to go back in and automate it have you ever had to overlap the music have you ever like uh, just went back like, after production, just added sound the music no. back to crank it up now? No, I can't do that. Well, I I could. It would be really hard right. because you have to get it on point. Right. It would have it would have to line up, and then it it's it sounds pretty good coming through the room. And I got I got a new soundbar the other day that has an aux port, so we'll be using that next time instead okay. of me trying to Bluetooth to yours because that's giving <laughs> us fits. But. Uh, yeah, they have one on. My sister-in-law comes over and she'll play music off it all the time. Has no problem. Uh, my computer just does not like it. I don't know. Bluetooth anyway, but it doesn't. It doesn't have an aux port. What's up with that? I don't know. Come on, Polk. <laughs> so the one I got has has aux, has Bluetooth too. But I'll probably just plug into it, and we won't have any more issues. The last time we used <laughs> Cynthia's karaoke machine. Yeah. Did it sound good or not? It, you could tell it was. It was not the same. Well, it just you? the sound That's was not funny. the same. That's funny. And it was also a different placement in the room. And I think where it is over there Works. is good because I don't automate you down very much because you're, you're coming in between us all the time talking. Mm-hmm. So when, if I ever automate 
you you down it would take the music down with it well when it was over here me and cameron are up all the time so it's changing the sound yeah so the the music was kind of that's you can just tell it's not there because it was coming through our microphones instead of yours yeah so anyway beyond common that was it oh, well, automate your faders we appreciate hearing <laughs> some of your side of it and i mean it's turning out awesome we like i listen to all the episodes and i'm completely enjoying it so yeah doing a good job well i appreciate it okay enough about you enough about me <laughs> okay tyrell did the nastiest thing that he's ever done yesterday. yeah okay so we'll, we'll go into the common life i've got something tyrell's got something tell us about about what it was tyrell um well i wouldn't say it was the nastiest which probably one of the second nastiest working with uh super soil you guys know what that is? Nope. I'm guessing it's got fertilizer. I'm guessing it's fertilizer. It. Got manure in you it. You could call it fertilizer. Yeah, you could definitely call it manure. It's just poop. <laughs> it's human waste. Ew. No. Yes. No. Yeah, it is like recycled and with a bunch of like, I think it's got like a bunch of like plant matter and stuff mixed in there with it too to make it even more. It is the most smelly, Ugh. nasty smell I have ever smelled other than malorganite, which is very very close to that it's like the same thing pretty so much. What, what did y'all have to do what just filling up a bunch of different beds with that soil for plants and it was nasty but you are a um, landscape a landscaper yeah sort of you know professional landscaper tyrell yeah. not exactly <laughs> but so what did normal like do they normally have like chicken or cow poop in them like what? like normal like fertilizer you can just like buys just like chemical type stuff but like if you get like the stuff that you get like from a chicken house yeah it's obviously right. like, like you yeah. know all organic yeah uh, i use a lot of that as a chicken farmer but a lot of that is like really really hot and a lot of plants can't take it mm-hmm. oh, okay so it burn it burns them. it burns yeah, yeah. so if, if you, you pile use, that stuff in a pile the middle yeah, chicken that's so hot yeah. that it will burn that's exactly the way this stuff was doing like mm-hmm. as soon as we got there uh yesterday morning we shoved a shovel into that and started shoveling it into wheelbarrows, and it was just steam just rolling yeah. out of it. I mean, Smoke. it's like it's like yeah. yeah, it's like seventy something degrees, and there's mm-hmm. like steam coming out. Oh of yeah, this. you can like I've I've been in uh, chicken sheds like the, they they just stack the poop, you mm-hmm. know. And after you dig down a little bit, you'll find ash. Like it will catch on fire. Yeah, I've wow. seen that before with with mulch. Yeah. I worked at a a golf course in in Conway at. Uh, we had to mulch all these apartment buildings I had out there, and and that pile sat there a long time. And when we get in the core of it, sometimes yeah, there'd be burn up. It's then, usually the moisture, which is weird. Yeah. When we cut hay, it's like if a hay we bed. don't let it dry enough, and then you stack all the hay in a hay barn, all up. that that moisture somehow just ignites. It's it's crazy. You'd never it's think mo- that water creates pressure. fire. Yeah. yeah. Pressure built up. But yeah, well, I've I've pushed out hay bales before, and the inside will be nothing but ash. That is super crazy. crazy. All right, that's your keeping it or uh, the. Oh, oh, I was going to ask one more thing. Okay. Like, is it like the bacteria neutralized or something? How is that? They're supposed to. Uh, I wouldn't call it sterilized. Uh, it's. I guess it's neutralized. They run it through like a bunch of different filters and whatnot. So it's supposed to be safe poop. It's not supposed <laughs> to be. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. I've heard about some of those uh, doomsday prep. Okay, so my common my common life segment. And I was going to ask 
was going to ask Seth. I, I want to talk a little bit about about fast food, but mm-hmm. first, Seth uh, Seth worked at a at a McDonald's. It was my first official job away from like my parents' chicken houses. Yep, first job that I had elsewhere. So I wanted to ask you, especially McDonald's, which this happens everywhere, but especially McDonald's, why? When I open my McChicken, does lettuce explode everywhere? <laughs> because people are trying so fa- they're just throwing it on there. Like they really. You just... don't need very much See, lettuce. I agree. I my problem with McChickens actually is too much mayonnaise. And sometimes they do that, and it'll be in one spot. Yeah. Well, the reason that is is because the mayonnaise it it's kind of like a gun that you it just is full of mayonnaise, and you're supposed to press it, and it just puts on there. So if like. It touches, it'll like hold a bunch of mayonnaise on there, yeah. and then the next sandwich will have a whole bunch. And then the the shredded lettuce is just in a huge bin, and you just grab some and throw it on there. I, I understand the sh- shredded lettuce, why, we, why we're using mm-hmm. shredded lettuce, but how much how much easier would it be on the person trying to drive down the road if we just had a slice of lettuce on there? Well, the slice of lettuce is fancier, and it costs more, so that's why they put Wendy's. Those. Wendy's does... Well, this is McDonald's. McDonald's, everything... Well, does. Sonic does it, too. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, does, they, they, do they yeah. have they just their chicken sandwich? I think has the uh, normal lettuce. Oh, it? does it? Well, I got maybe a, not. Maybe not. I got actually. a cheeseburger there today. And it had lettuce and and onions both diced up on there. I, I, I don't know why, but like when I've gone to Sonic like the last last couple of times and I've bought uh, Corona might be stopping messing up with their. Uh, no, it's always diced onion. Okay. And yeah, and also again, it lettuce. depends on what you order. Lettuce at Sonic on burgers. Sonic might not have. Large lettuce. I don't know. They pile that crap on. Yeah, I, I Sonic has the best burger in my opinion. I, I do. I asked I for no lettuce today at Sonic. I said no lettuce. I guess you didn't hear me. It's been so busy, and my sandwich gets there. I pull the the package off and lettuce all over the dang car. I mean, it's immediately. <laughs> I was. I can't. I haven't even taken a bite yet, and I've got lettuce in my lap all over the place. But. Yeah, no, uh, McDonald's is just no- notorious for the McChicken yeah. lettuce all over the car. Yeah. I need to order that with that lettuce. But then... No, you have to have lettuce on that. You can ask for a piece of the other lettuce, though. Do they have it at all at McDonald's? They yeah. have a big piece of lettuce? Yeah, because they put that on the, uh, on like, not Big Macs, because that's supposed to be shredded lettuce, but like the uh, Quarter Pounders and stuff, that has actual uh, leaf of lettuce. Speaking of Quarter Pounders, this was the next place I was going to go with the fast food. You can go to a sit-down joint for cheaper than you can go to a fast food place mm-hmm. now, and it's unbelievable. I used to when I was when I was in school and when I moved to Conway and was working at the studio down there. I would come home. The studio was in East End, which is south of Little Rock. I'd come back up to Little Rock, and there was a McDonald's right off the exit where I'd go to my house. I would stop there once, twice a week. I would get at the time they had the barbecue ranch burger and they also had the buffalo ranch McChicken. Two of the best things I've ever had on the menu. I got them all the time. I'd usually get two uh, barbecue ranch uh, burgers or I would get two and a sweet tea or three burgers or whatever. I would have enough to eat to throw up for three or four dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled in there because it was last Saturday. It was the last last time I went to go uh, upload our Sunday service video on the Jitterbug Wi-Fi over there. And I got something to eat on the way in. Got a quarter pound of cheese, or maybe it's a double quarter. I guess it was a double quarter pound of cheese uh, combo meal. Over $10. Yep. It was like it was like almost 11 It was like ten sixty or something like that. I'm pretty, I mean, if you break that down, that sandwich by itself, how much is just the sandwich? Because a drink's a dollar. 
and then you add a large fry to that. How does that come out to ten sixty or ten? I think maybe it was ten eighty. Yeah. Those sandwiches, the especially like the the order ones, the menu ones, they're not on the dollar menu. They cost by themselves four to six dollars, though. Yeah. I know, um, like when I've gone to Sonic and I've ordered like a, you know, like a bacon bacon cheeseburger or something yeah. like that. That that right there is like um, adding bacon. I think adds like a dollar. Yeah, it's like eight bucks for yeah. you know. For that was what I paid today for a Sonic cheeseburger Sonic, and a drink. Sonic has it. the best burgers though. Yeah, if you're gonna have I, a burger. I don't know that double quarter pounder was. I was happy. I spent eleven dollars on it by the time I got. I will say here, like two weeks ago, I went to Burger King, and I got that new Bacon King burger that they had there. Yeah, that was one of the best burgers just at a basic like fast food restaurant i've ever eaten burger king actually puts their meat on a flame that is not something mcdonald's does yeah and it does make a difference yeah Yeah. i don't i don't do burger king very often i don't know why just something turns me off about it. it's probably because i'm in there delivering bread every day and it's just i hate the smell of the place oh no no fast food place smells good back in the back but anyway fast food like it's just gotten it's gotten outrageous they Back when we were kind of in that age, that young college and young teenager thing, you know, um, fast food restaurants were focusing on the dollar menu thing. Like right. That was McDonald's thing. has no dollar menu anymore. No, not anymore. They still they have the dollar dollar menu and more, and the only thing that's on there is a dollar is a large drink. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I, everything's gotten away from it. Taco Bell doesn't really have a cheap. No. Uh, like Cynthia likes the like a shredded chicken burrito, and it's supposed to be one of the cheap things. It used to be a dollar, and now I think it's like two fifty. Wasn't uh, I think it was Hans that he tried ordering uh, quesadilla or something like that, and they were like charging him extra because he wanted steak on it or something. Steak yeah. always costs yeah. more than beef and chicken. No, he got a chicken. Yeah, it was a chicken Dorito Loco Loco oh, that's Taco. Oh, that's what Okay. And yeah, they charge a ton for for chicken. I think the yep. chicken might be one. Of the I steak. think beef is the cheapest, and then yeah. chicken's next, and then steak's more expensive than that. Oh. Yeah, well, it, it was. I remember crazy. I took a front. I took a friend out. I was hungry, so I, I and I was driving, so I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to Taco Bell. You want anything?" And he ordered three supreme tacos with steak, and it was like twelve dollars for his. And then I bought a five dollar box. You know, the five dollar box is the only reason to go to Taco Bell. Yeah. But the 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 only thing I don't like about a five dollar box is there's always a a bean burrito in there. Right now, I just can't yeah. choke down. I can't hardly choke down yeah, a bean I'm burrito. Fan bean burritos. I'm not a fan of bean burritos either. I like bean burritos with cheese, and I'll eat that. Well, they they do the beefy five layer. Yeah, but it's mostly beans. Right. No. Just, you need to start adding tomato to your McChicken. Twenty nine cents upcharge, but I don't, I'm not a big chase oh, flavor quite a bit. It helps it a lot. Back when they had like all the flavors. I was working there when they came out with all the different flavors yeah. for dipping. That was all on a dollar. It was yeah. all a dollar. <laughs> Still when they had it all. Oh, my gosh. The You could take the buffalo sauce and put it on a McChicken uh, plane and have a buffalo ch- uh, style Honestly, chicken. Honestly, do they still have buffalo sauce? I don't know if they do or not. Because I might could get them to put but some on a McChicken. Oh, my gosh. It's good. They, they'll just give you the package, Joe, to pour it on yourself. Oh, well, that's okay. But it's freaking awesome. Favorite? But I'm telling you. I mean, this could go right into the things I love that you hate. Cooking. Like, yeah. you can get yourself a whole bunch of hamburger and make yourself a hamburger for every day of the week for the price that you're going to pay one time. That is, that's very true. And you can make it however you want. You can add whatever you want. And I promise you it's going to be better. 
Yeah, I mean, cooking is always, it's almost always better. I made some deer meat last week. Man, it was good. It's just a hassle. It's, it's the hassle of it. It's, I enjoy it. I love cooking. I really do. Last night, I made, it took me an hour. I made an Italian uh, tomato sauce. I wasn't even planning on putting any meat in it because like, the recipe I was following didn't. It took me an hour to make it because it was just a slow cook thing. And like I cooked my onions and my garlic and a jalapeno pepper for a good like fifteen minutes, getting it all caramelized and stuff, and then added fresh tomatoes, and like simmered that for a long time. It was the best pasta I have ever had. Not to even brag on myself, because I mean I just <laughs> follow a recipe. If I have a recipe, I can usually follow it. Yeah. And I just follow a recipe, and it was amazing. I ate all of it today. But then Cynthia, she wanted meat in it, so she I had her. We had some Cajun. Uh, sausage in the fridge and she cut it up and put it in there and Italian and Cajun do not go together <laughs> <laughs> at all it, that didn't fit very well but it was so stinking good well you you made me a steak a couple weeks ago when yeah. I was here that was one of the best steaks I've ever had it I'm not I, I, I don't think I'm a fan of a New York strip though I yeah because I tasted yours but you cooked it the, the same and yeah. yours was a ribeye though it was it? a ribeye it had, a, it, it had a lot it, more marble I like the texture I just yeah. like the texture better it's yeah. more of a well, it has the marbling that people talk about is all the fat not around it because that's right. Like you can melt that part off if you cook it on the edges. That's going to render down and it's going to make flavor, and you can dump that on top of your steak. Oh, okay. But you want the marbling inside the steak because that is also fat that's just going to melt, but it's not going to go anywhere. It's going to stay inside the right. meat and flavor the meat that much better. I love cooking. Everyone should cook. That home chef thing. Like you were talking about, how much did you pay for a, a sandwich? I mean, ten sixty something like that. Those fancy meals that I can get, like a, a salmon, it costs ten dollars for my plate and ten dollars for Cynthia's plate. Right. So I mean, we could go to McDonald's and have a burger, or I could make a salmon with some kind of side. Yeah, I mean that's that cheaper than thing. you're gonna go get salmon. Once again, Home Chef, why are y'all not supporting us here? Like, <laughs> shout out Home Chef. <laughs> it's awesome. I ought to get a hold of them. I think you have to have like seven episodes uploaded to yeah. get to get a sponsorship. Yeah, we're probably close to that now because we've had man. I could talk about episodes. Audible because I listen to Audible every day. I could session zero three more episodes and this is our third state in comments. Yeah. This is seven so seven. So come on, people, send us some money. <laughs> yeah. We'll shout you out. We might do it for free anyway. That's right. For so all, don't all send us any money because <laughs> we're talking about it. Good stuff anyway. Um, do y'all have anything that y'all? Y'all love that I hate. I I was gonna go back into Batman, but oh yeah, going to Batman. You got I I called Tyrell over just for this fight right here. Okay, so <laughs> bring it on, Tyrell. What we've been doing is we we we've got a, a segment where that we call uh, something I love that you hate. Okay. So Seth, we've been doing like a timer for a minute. Try I don't to like the timer. Me. We can do away with the timer, but just make an argument for something that that you love. So he made an argument for Batman because I never have liked Batman. And I said, okay, I'm going to go try. I'll go watch Batman. I'll give it a good college try. Okay. So you have something that you love that we hate? That he hates. Okay. Okay. We'll give you, you'll have your chance. You'll have your chance. But we we don't have a a Seth's movie minute this time, so we're going to talk about Batman. I I told you I was going to talk about something that people Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Well, anyway, I'll I'll go through this quick. Okay. I went home. I watched the second Batman because I thought that was the first one. Okay. First of all, he did it wrong, people. I watched The Dark Knight Rises. Mm. I didn't know. I thought they were all called Dark Knight. I did not know Batman Begins even existed. That was weird. Anyway, I watched The Dark Knight Rises, and I started watching. 
It was super weird because the old Batman movies, like there was Batman, that's the 1989 one, and then it yeah. was Batman Forever, Batman. They they start putting these weird things on there. So when Batman Begins comes out, you thought it was just kind of another one of those, and then they completely got away from saying Batman. I don't know why he didn't come up with the Dark Knight something. Just the Dark Knight. Yeah, the Dark Knight it could have been, been the Dark Knight, and then the Dark Knight Rises, and then the Dark Knight. What's the last one? The third one. Returns. Yeah, no. Is Return it, no, of the Dark Knight. No, no. 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 Is what Rises is the third one? No, maybe. No, that's is. bad. That's the. I think it is the third one. Yeah, it, it's it's just the Dark, dark Knight. Dark Knight is two. Dark Knight no, is dark. Two. It's just called the Dark Knight. Yeah, and the third oh, one's okay. Dark Knight. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what they would have called. That was throwing me off. Yeah, anyway, yeah. anyway, okay. So I watched the Dark Knight. Then I started watching the Dark Knight Rises, and I told you stop it. Yeah, I told Seth I was watching it, and then he said, "No, you, if you haven't watched Batman Begins, you're not going to understand." I was like, "Okay, well, I didn't know Batman Begins existed." So I went back and I watched Batman Begins. Then our Wi-Fi was screwed up, and I couldn't watch the third one before uh, the my rental ran out. So I will get it and I will watch it again. But anyway, here I liked the Batman Begins. I liked most of that movie. Yeah. The second one, I took and I was taking notes while I was watching it. These okay. are the re- this is the 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 fundamental reasons I do not like Batman. Okay, first of all, he doesn't run over the Joker with his motorcycle when he's running right at him. He will not kill. <laughs> okay, no, let go me ahead. go on. At the root of everything, he is a spoiled rich kid with no regard for his stuff. He causes collateral damage everywhere he goes. It looks like a. Final fight in a an Avengers movie after he gets done. I mean, he just levels a city block with his stupid gadgets. He takes a brand new, shined up Lamborghini out of his garage and immediately goes and wrecks it. Drives he it down saved the street. Someone. Why not do it in an old jalopy? Why has he got to do it in his because Lamborghini? Because he doesn't have an old jalopy. Because okay. Keep going. No, let me keep I'm gonna, going. I'm going to... Yeah, go ahead. Collateral damage with the Batmobile. He says he doesn't... Yeah, he doesn't want to kill anybody. He's taken down... I mean, just blocks of stuff. I mean, he's just taking out cars, houses, apartment buildings. Doesn't matter. Uh, in his Batmobile. Not to mention his motorcycle, uh, which he does just as much damage with. Okay, let's see. Which I was going to say, Batman does not kill unless you're uh, the new Batman. He wears a cape. <laughs> I have a problem. Does he fly with this cape? He's supposed to be gliding with the cape. You saw in the first unrealistic. Movie, you saw in the first movie where he tried. He like jumped off of the um, the police thing, the police headquarters, right. and like breaks his ribs because he couldn't glide. So he he had. I didn't Lucius, really notice that. Okay, yeah, but I had Lucius come up I with the, the stuff. Sec- that I watched the second one first. Uh, the Joker comes into that gala he's he, holding. He for the flies dude. in the second one where he. Uh, I know. I didn't realize he was flying. I just thought he was supposed to be invincible because uh, the Joker pushes the girl out that window mm-hmm. and he jumps out of the penthouse up there yeah. and grabs her out of the air. He does not fly with his cape. They smash a car. Those flat two couldn't on the ground. fly together with just a glider. Too much right, weight. Right. But he tucks her under his bat wing, I guess, and they crush a car on the ground and he's, he walks away. Afraid well, not. He is in armor. They were falling for about 10 seconds. He was in armor. Not to mention she would have been dead. And technically a car is soft landing. Because it gives. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Then at the end of the movie, uh, him and Harvey fall off the same distance. And Batman is just perfectly fine. And Harvey's down there dead. Once again, Harvey is not wearing armor. I think Harvey broke his neck, actually. So he just landed wrong. And then 
the moment in the movie where I probably said out loud, come on, <laughs> was when they go to that apartment and investigate. He cuts the chunk out of the wall where the bullet holes came through, takes it back to his lab, runs a scan on the thing, re- digitally reassembles the shrapnel of the bullet and yeah. pulls a print off of it. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I think they do that Not same... Not even Tony Stark has done anything They do that level. same joke on like CSI New York and stuff. I don't care where they've done it. That's okay. not realistic. And I don't care if he's Batman. I don't care what state-of-the-art equipment he's got. The first movie, I liked. If I would have watched the first one first, I probably would not have had the same negative feelings about the second one. Yeah. The second one, the Joker is great. Heath Ledger. And, uh, Did a freaking awesome I mean, job. the... The Great Butler, Joker. Alfred is it Alfred? Alfred? Yeah. I like Alfred. And I like Kane, I like Morgan awesome. Freeman. I pretty much like everything about the movies except Batman. Just the whole concept of it. Okay, so okay, let's go back over this, and we're going to talk about your points one okay. at a time. Okay, quickly though. Yeah. Oh, we have all the time. Okay, around. taking a print off digitally from Reese. Okay, that was, yeah, sure. I mean, they're just trying to show that he like has better equipment than the police. Like, sure, I. It might be a little bit out there, but who says well, we can't do like it? Like, all the shrapnel was there. Yeah. The bullet came through and killed a guy. Some of the bullet is in the guy's head. Maybe. Not in the wall. I don't know. If that, I don't know if that's true. I mean, I can see if it went through a guy's head, I would definitely see how that print might not still be on there because yeah. that bullet's all smashed. Oh, out. I thought it was supposed to have come through the wall first. No, it's oh. stuck in the wall. It ends the in the wall. The bullet is in the wall. Yeah, it ends in the wall. Okay. Then you, the, the, I can get down with that. I can believe that. Then. That made less sense because he started shooting other guns, and it was his own guns that he pulled the yeah. print off of. Actually. Well, yeah, I didn't know why he was shooting the other guns. He was tr- trying to figure out what the caliber of the bullet was. See, that, I, yeah, that's not a great scene, but that's not Terrible. a reason to hate all of Batman. <laughs> okay, so I guess they came into the apartment, killed the guys, and the bullet, the bullets went through the guy's head and into yeah. the wall. So they were using full metal jacket. So the the. Bullet probably wasn't even in the wall. Yeah, probably. If it was a full, if it was the shape of a bullet like they showed in that picture, it would have. It was all the way through that wall. Probably. It was not. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, jumping off roofs, not taking any damage. I mean, you already said he's wearing armor, but he. I mean, in the first movie, he broke some ribs jumping off of the. Uh, he. There's a huge part of the, both of the first two movies is he's like trying to figure out his armor. Like, they smashed the, the mask. The first one, for sure, yeah. yeah. Um, the second one, a little bit, too, I think. Like, he's he wants he changes it up so that he can move more. Like, he because there's, like, what it, after the dogs attack him. Like, well, it protect me from dogs. and Yeah, so he changes his armor up there, too. Um, falling off that, how he couldn't glide. I mean, I don't think you could glide trying to wrestle with someone to get them no, under control. No, but you just fall 120 right. feet and smash a car to the, I mean, flat. Yeah, well, he was in armor. And, I mean, you're not going to kill your main character like that. Well, they didn't. He could have caught her and grappling hooked up. Or in the something. third movie, he has his back broken. So maybe you'll like that. His what? His, his back, back is broken. Yeah, you'll think. At th- the start of the movie? No. Because I got that far. No. no. He's limping around up there. He, that's just from that's from the damage of just being Batman for yeah. a few years. His it, The cartilage in his knees from running and jumping off buildings and stuff is oh. gone. Okay. You're going to hate that movie. You're going to hate Rises. You shouldn't even watch it. I'm going to watch it. Because he, like, he does an injection and suddenly has cartilage back in his legs. And he breaks his back. And more time goes by. They they don't do a great job in the movie of telling the time going by. But it looks like he just gets hung up by his back and suddenly it's fixed. And he starts doing push-ups and pull-ups and stuff. And he's fixed. Yeah. But there's a, ma- there's a massive uh, time jump. Which, I mean, he does have help. Though, like right. a lot of help. There's a doctor that helps him 
Yeah. Kind of fix that. The spine, well, yeah. you're, you're not really uh, going against me. Well, I mean, if you hated all this other stuff, then... <laughs> yeah, you're really... <laughs> you're really going to hate me. <laughs> but just ca- capes in general. We find out watching The Incredibles that capes <laughs> are not... They're just not a viable option. Yeah. He, he uses his cape. Like, it would get be getting hung on in, everything. Was it the first movie that like it puts an electrical charge through it and it hardens yeah, out? Yeah. yeah, like you just must not. Have yeah, I mean attention. it's like a gadget, you know, yeah. for him. That's, he's a gadget guy. He's okay. just a man. He doesn't hit the Joker because he's not going to kill anybody. Not even the Joker. Yeah, not even the Joker. He just won't kill people. He's a DC comic version of Tony Stark. No, Tony will kill Iron anybody. Man kills people. He kills everyone every movie. Yeah, but well, he has no regard for his stuff or anybody else. Nah, that's not true. That is not true. Um, in the first movie, he it starts off like he has sent himself off to learn different fighting st- styles and stuff. He's completely given up his money. And then the thing about Batman is in a comic book where him, Superman, and uh, Wonder Woman are all holding on to the lasso of truth. It, you have to tell who you are. She tells her name, Diane. Uh, Superman even calls himself Kal-El. And Batman says, I'm Batman. That is the truth. The mask for Batman is Bruce Wayne. All the money, all of that stuff, it is his mask. He takes off his mask when he puts the cow back on. He truly is Batman, and Bruce Wayne is who his uh, is his fake identity because he is Batman. So all his money and stuff is really like he was blessed with it, being born with it, of course, but. Everything that every decision he makes after that is so that he can be a better Batman. So he is he is using his wealth for what it is. Okay. Okay, that was that was all my points. And the Lamborghini thing, like he was literally saving someone's life right there. Yeah, but he just pulled it fresh out of the garage and just went and crashed. Well, it. I mean, if he was in a jalopy, he would have used the jalopy too. He just happened to be right. Well, he took the Lamborghini out knowing he was going to do that. That's what he acted like. No, he didn't know that that guy was about to try to kill him. Well, he got he, right in the thick of it like he was just going to... Like that was what he came there for. I'm just going to take the Lamborghini today to go guy. crash it. Did you know that Lamborghini was created special and it's called the Bat? Mm-hmm. It was made for him, for that movie. Who owns it now? I don't know. And it, but it's called the Bat. Interesting. Yep. All right, Tyrell, tell us what you love that Seth hates or that I hate. Skyrim. I love Skyrim. No, no, no. Stormcloak or Imperial? Stormcloak. Imperial. You're you're probably gonna get like raked over the coals by the viewers. <laughs> Go well, ahead. okay. Tell us the Imperial side. Imperial. I, I don't know because I've not played. I don't. I just don't know. Now, I, I let me first say you know the, the story. You haven't even done the, the Civil War quest line yet, or no. any of that stuff. You gotta do play this game right, man. I'm gonna play it. I'm playing Assassin's get off that Creed. A, get off that crappy Assassin's Creed. <laughs> just go ahead, Tyrell. I'm just out on this one. I'm just the mediator. Okay. Both sides have good and bad. They reasons. do. Okay. I will say yes. I agree. Imperials. I don't like the Thalmor. The thing with them are freaking stupid. I don't know why the Imperials pretty much bowed down to them because mm-hmm. they had the advantage for the most part um the empire is needed for the whole thing like as one to defeat the thalmor i don't think skyrim standing by itself is going to be able to defeat them Mm -hmm. because they are a massive empire now Mm -hmm. which if elder scroll six if they there's some leaks out Really? about that yeah okay. it's taking place six years after Skyrim now 
according to the leaks. Okay, sweet. Uh, and it is supposedly actually based in High Rock and Hammerfell. Okay. So, that's going to be pretty interesting. But, anyway, back to that. Um, without a United, uh, United Empire together, I don't think that the uh, they're going to stand much of a chance against okay. them. Okay, so... You have a major advantage over me because you know a lot more of the lore than I do. <laughs> like you've played, uh, you played Morrowind, right? Yeah, I played and you played Oblivion. I played Oblivion all the way through. So you know, you know a lot more of the inner workings of things than I do. So Skyrim was the first Elder Scrolls game I ever played. I tried Oblivion after that, couldn't get into it because I mean, after you go, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, if you had a love for it as a child, I could see going back to it. But someone who played Skyrim and loved it and wanted to go back and try another one, and it, it just the graphics. It was bad. It's to me. It's not the graphics. It's, it's the NPCs. Yeah, they're, they're so Just, wonky. It's it's bad. It's hard to go back if you don't have a passion. But I love for that it. game. Still. See, I could play like I could play the uh, the old uh, Sly Cooper, the first Sly Cooper game. Love that game. It's trash to anyone who plays like yeah. some of the newer ones compared to you know. But um, so I can only go off of what I found in Skyrim, and I've played both sides. I played as the yeah. uh, Stormcloaks, and I played as the Imperials, and. I am not a fan of the Thalmor, like you said. They're, they're really horrible. Yeah. But also, I'm not a fan of the Empire. Uh, this kind of gets into my own life. Like, I would not want the United States to suddenly start taking away my freedom of religion. Yeah. And that is a big thing that the Empire does, and the I, Imperials do. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying from there, too, Like as far as that goes. Because uh, they have completely made it where Talus worship is illegal uh, yeah. and can be punishable by death yeah. pretty much from the Thalmor's perspective yeah. anyway. So that's not cool. Um, I'm not a huge Ulfric Stormcloak fan. I'm not. I I don't really like Ulfric but I think that I think that he would be kinder to people as ruler than the uh, Imperials would be. If you when you do that quest when you go into the Thalmor embassy there's a dossier specifically on Ulfric. So I've never read that. You've if you always read told that, me that I should read it. It actually goes into detail about, like, that Thalmor considered him kind of like an asset because he was made to believe that, like, he was responsible for the Imperial City's capture, mm -hmm. like, what he told them. And, uh, yeah, he, as long as the Stormcloaks aren't winning and the Empire's not winning, they're happy with what's going on yeah. in the war because that's keeping them distracted. And it's also keeping the Empire, you know, where they can't make a move against the Thalmor if they get ready to attack. So, okay. So I've never read that. And you've explained a lot better right there than I think you ever have. I've I, The way you told me before, I thought you were saying that he was like a secret agent of theirs. No, 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 no. But no, he's no. just so wild that they're like what crazy things he's yes. doing because it helps them keep yes. control. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one thing for the Imperials. Uh, Riga, the second in command... Mm -hmm. Her actually being a Talos worshiper, when you find that out, when you go through the Imperial thing, yeah. that is a super cool, that is one of the most memorable dialogues that I saw in uh, in the game. And like I caught it, and I was like, oh, wow, she's she believes this, but is also going along with that. That was very good writing, very good storytelling. I enjoyed that. Still going to be a Stormcloak guy myself. The one thing I've heard... I'm for several... the people. I'm for the people, not the government. Yeah. One thing I've heard that like several people, uh, several several different uh, like YouTubers and stuff like that, I've seen say do do a big lore, you know, videos and stuff like that. They were talking about like how um, 
the way the worship of the gods and all that stuff works in the Elder Scrolls universe is kind of the way like Greek mythology they believe mm-hmm. like if a god is worshipped they grow more stronger right. more powerful you know or prayed to or whatever uh, whereas if you stop doing that and enough people stop doing that they start losing power and eventually they'll completely just disappear and then you have a lost so that, why are they wanting to kill Talos yeah they're trying to literally erase Talos yeah. that's what they think why are they trying to do that because he, they don't believe that he was a man, a man who made it to should be a god. Yeah, and but they did. The Imperials? No, this is the Thalmor. The elves, which are the elves. They're ba- they're kind of like bank. No, no, no they're they're bankrolling the Imperials. Yeah, they're the, okay. Oh, okay. So, like, I forgot how many years it was before the events of Skyrim. There's like a the Great War happened, which is between the Old Mary Dominion and the the Imperials, and the Old Mary Dominion managed to actually take over the Imperial City and like hold it for quite a while. But, uh, yeah, they literally have been pretty much planning to like erase Talos from what I've gathered. And he's a man that... He's a man who has yeah. achieved God. He was like yeah. the first, not really first emperor, but like the one that like united all of Tamriel for the first time ever in his reign. Oh, okay. And for like his achievements throughout his life, he was granted... Godhood. Hmm. I didn't know that. So I think I'd still be a Stormcloak fan just because I I really hate the Thalmor. And I think people have the right to rise up against governments that are not doing taking care of them. I'm an anarchist. <laughs> just kidding. Not an anarchist. I, I, <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. I just think that without like the rest of Tamriel united against yeah. the Thalmor, there's not going to stand a chance. Because yeah. okay, get the old do you think that's where the games will eventually go? Do you think it'll just turn out to be an all-out fight against yes. the Thalmor? Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, it's not just the Thalmor. The Thalmor are like a, just a faction within the biggest part of the faction. The Eldarion Dominion is your real enemy because you have the Khajiit from elsewhere, which is I love that name. All that's in, so funny. Yeah, <laughs> they're all in the Eldarion Dominion's control, and then you have. Valenwood, that is the where the Wood Elves are from, and then you have all of the Somerset Isles, which is where the High Isles are from, and they're all combined together into the Old Mary Dominion. Oh, okay. So, so have all the games been leading up to a big? Fight? They go hand in hand. <laughs> it's funny because like when you play Oblivion, which is two hundred years before the events mm-hmm. of Skyrim. Oh, two hundred years. Yeah, you'll actually hear. Some of the people in like the towns of like the Imperial City and stuff like that, they'll be talking like, uh, "Have you heard about the Somerset Isles? You know, the, um, and a boycott of uh, wizards is leading a like a kind of a uprising against the uh, East Empire Company. You mm-hmm. know, or, the East is, Empire Trading Company. Yeah, what are they anyway? They're just like a just shipping small." faction for like shipping goods and there's a in wow world of warcraft there's some shipping company that is kind of like always mentioned and it it they might also be called the same thing like, it's very close well in, in pirates of the caribbean it's the east india trading company yeah, i'm pretty sure that's where they got the name for that oh, okay it's from see that. wow probably did too but the east empire company actually has uh has uh like a whole entire like navy backing them up because like they're literally given funds by the emperor himself. Okay. So okay, since you know the most about Sky or the Elder Scrolls, what do you think will be the big 
hullabaloo in six. What's gonna happen? What's gonna be on the, main the console? Story? <laughs> no one ever would have. Yeah, we, yeah. Switching to on the console, we like no one would have ever seen dragons coming into like that being the main thing in Skyrim. That's so out of left field because they didn't exist pretty much. Well, okay, now that's an interesting thing too. Is because ESO, if you, everybody that considers ESO's lore canon. Uh, I think they tried to, don't they? they? they like, do. Yeah, they work close like, with Bethesda. Yeah, Bethesda keeps the lore canon, as far as I know. Yeah. But like, um, which that game I think is based like a thousand. I'm not positive about this. I think it's a thousand years before the events of like Skyrim and all that oh, stuff. Right. It's the second era, so it's like way back. Um, in that game, the elsewhere DLC that you get to go to, there is an awakening of dragons there. In elsewhere, and you actually have to fight them there, mm-hmm. and they're they're led by this dragon called I think it's like Calgon Calgrontid. I think is what his name is. How long have the dragons been missing in Skyrim? For a long time, because most does it not tell like how many years? I think they disappeared like right after like the first or second era. There was a few left, I okay. think, in the second era, like named dragons. Because I remember there was actually one that I believe helped uh, Talos, as a matter of fact, when he was alive in his army. Okay. So you don't have any clue? You don't have any guesses what six will be about? Well, I guess it would be something to do with the Thalmor, obviously. Yeah. But like, as far as High Rock and Hammerfell, I don't really know. There's Dwemer and Hammerfell, or there were, mm-hmm. and their ruins are different than the ones that are in Skyrim. Are there? There are no Dwemer left. No. Chance. I want them There's to bring one. the Dwemer back so bad. There's one that is actually still alive. If they can bring the dwarf or the dragons back, they can bring the dwarves back. Dad, right. got it. I want just the dwarves just, are super. The dwarves cool. are back here. What they've uh, what they've created with them is super cool for dwarves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's different from other, or a little bit different than other dwarves. It's very stuff. mechanical, very yeah. steampunk. Yeah, and super Compared smart, intelligent. Stone. Yeah, there's like a lot of. Uh, I'm just digging. Yeah, <laughs> diggy digging. Well, they they use um, what is it that they call that? Uh, tonal architecture is what they're like magic that mm-hmm. they use, and it's like sound using that to like shape their metals and also dig tunnels and stuff with. Okay. That's and, awesome. Yeah, that's the type of magic they use. Dig a tunnel, dig a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Meerkats do it too. <laughs> um, well, did we have something else for on the console? I, I am playing still. Um, I'm still playing Persona 5 Royal. I've put in over 100 hours t- as of today. Um, probably got about 25 hours left in the story, I think. Still got 25? I think so. I don't know. And then I actually have just bought uh, Dead Island. A Dead Island. That's yeah. what we were going to talk I, about. I haven't started it, but I've got it downloaded. It's on my it's on my PS4 ready to go, and I'm pretty excited about it. Which, actually, I was like, before I did that, I swear, I was swearing to myself I was going to go to my parents, grab my PS3, and play through the Mass Effect series next. And I still might do that. But Tyrell, what Tyrell what's what on your you console playing? or your computer? Well, I can't get my Skyrim to work. So. <laughs> I like I can play it base game, but yeah. I cannot get mods to work. How? For some you just can't play Skyrim <laughs> you base. Can't play like, it without mods. I played. Mods. It, I have played that game so much without mods that I cannot play it anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I've been playing Mounts and Blade uh, War Banner. I've never even heard of this. What is it? It is. Oh wait, is this that game I watched you play before? Yeah, the one that you said Mount and Blade. Mount and Blade. 
It's you said it looked wonky or something like that. I remember. <laughs> is it the one where you just go and it's just big armies? Yes. And it's a yeah. quick like hundred versus a hundred. Well, you can do that for the custom matches, but like this, oh, I did played, I tell you about this? I showed you a YouTube about something similar to this. Mount I, I showed you a little bit. Oh, okay. Had. You, yeah, ride, you ride in on the maybe horse. I showed Kyle. Maybe I showed. You Kyle. showed me some other game. I don't remember yeah, what it was. Where you can have like. Batman or yeah. Thor or well, no, this stuff is, fighting normal people. This is literal T-Rexes. Like medieval combat. Okay. Okay. It's just straight up medieval stuff. Like you got um, a bunch of different factions warring at each other trying to take over this continent. It's called Calradia. Mm-hmm. So there's an actual campaign mode too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you got the, I think it's called the Kurgut Khanate and they're the, like basically the Mongol Empire kind of thing. And then you got Swadians. I guess you say they're kind of the, like medieval British Empire kind of thing. And then you got Rodox. I don't know what you what country you base them off of. It's kind of a German, maybe French. Um, you got the Nords, which they're like Vikings, basically. That's pretty yeah. much what they are. Um, and then you have the Vagers, which are Russian, kind of. Mm-hmm. And you have the Serenid Sultanate, which is kind of Middle Eastern... Is there an American one? No, this is ancient oh, stuff. So. No America yet. No. no. Pre fourteen ninety. We're still. Oh, it's Christian also in another age. world setting. It's oh, without yeah. magic. Right. With no magic. <laughs> Boring. Kind of like D and D, but without magic. But yeah. with a lot of fighting. Medieval <laughs> fighting. AJ, you're still playing that crappy Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. Assassin's Creed, Valhalla. Speaking of Vikings... I actually just watched the trailer of that yesterday. Oh, my. It looks so good. Like, I thought it was kind of strange at first. I was watching, and I was like, ah, I don't know about this. I don't know. And then it, it in the in the trailer, at the end of it, he's is fighting... Is it still like, Desmond? No. No. Okay. no Desmond's is... dead. Oh. Spoiler hey! alert. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> it's okay. I figured that would happen. So, I don't know. I don't really care. I'm not a big spoiler. Do they still care. go from, like, present day to... Past? Yeah. Um, with, I think it was four Black Flag, you started playing as a different character. Okay. You were in, like, is it still, some employee. Is it still the Animus and everything, though? Yeah, it's still the Animus. Actually, uh, what's that company? Uh, Abstergo? Is that it? Is it Abstergo? That they should know. Possibly. Yeah. You don't know? I don't know what he's talking about. I think it's about. Abstergo. Well, they're like the Templars, but they're they're the yeah, nowadays th- yeah, modern Yeah, I think day. that's right. Yeah, yeah uh, Abstergo. They're th- I don't keep up with that kind of stuff. I just play. Oh, my gosh. What do you do? How do you not pay attention to like what's going on in the game? Anyway, go ahead with the bad Abstergo. <laughs> they have like, created like a company, Abstergo itself, where they have an animus, like a bunch of different animus machines that like people can just go in and like, relive their ancestors' memory. I think, like if I remember correctly, they're like starting to target people who have specific assassin like bloodlines to come in and like go into the animus and the character you play as is actually an employee that gets put in what game is this in uh four okay because in in the second game whenever you bust out and you're with that girl and you're you go to the place where they've set up the jerry-rigged animus up there in that apartment or that yeah warehouse wherever it was at first you're running through the whatever the place is where you're being held and you're running through that all those cubicles, dodging the guards and stuff, and it's they've got animuses like everywhere in there. Yeah. And Desmond keeps asking what the animuses are for and all this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're actually. I don't know exactly which Abstergo company or whatever that you're in in that particular game, but yeah, uh, yeah, you get 
you get put into that and you get to relive uh oh was his name edward kenway i think oh the, yeah yeah for four yeah. oh yeah I, I don't know yet um but Valhalla, I mean, I'm assuming if it's still the animus stuff, but they didn't show anything about that. They just showed you being a Viking. Well, you know, Origins, Odyssey, and now Valhalla, I don't... You have so many games to play, AJ. No, yeah. and you still got Unity, too. Unity was... I like Unity. I'm sure a lot of people probably don't like Unity, but I liked it. I wish they were a little shorter. That way I could <laughs> run through them. But it's you said not 100 hours like Persona. Yeah, I mean, it's taken me forever, though. Like I'm still playing the second game. Which I would probably I might have just ought to go story mode and just play the think, the memories and not worry about side quests and stuff. I think Assassin's Creed Brotherhood was the first one to actually give you a pistol in. Oh, you get a pistol in that one? Yeah, you get like this like weird under like wrist pistol thing that you get that you can use. It has like a little flip out pistol that you can fire. That's in Brotherhood? Uh yeah, Brotherhood. So it's one, two Revelations Brotherhood. No, it's one, two Brotherhood and then Revelations and then Four. Three. Oh, three. And then uh, four. Black Flag, four. And then you have Unity. Well, actually, there's another game. What about Rogue? For, Rogue is an offshoot, and you're playing as a Templar in that one, if I remember correctly. I never actually get to play that game. Or yeah. I didn't get to play uh, Revelations either. So, yeah. Good luck. I may, not get, I may not play all of them. I don't know. I want to finish the Desmond. Uh, another thing about Rogue is that it was a 360 game only, if I remember correctly. Because they came out with Rogue and then... Unity at the same time. And Rogue was for 360 and Unity was for Xbox One. Oh. Well, anyway, Valhalla. I was, I was kind of going, eh, I don't know if I like it or not. But then the, the, the final kind of fight it's showing on the trailer, this big, you know, like armored metal dude comes out. And dude's fighting, but he's getting his butt kicked. And then he just jumps up and the blade shoots out and he stabs him yeah. with, the, with the blade. And I was like... Because <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, you yeah. know. I didn't really see it coming. It, I don't know, it just looked cool. The graphics look super good. Uh-huh. But it's probably going to be next-gen consoles. Yeah, it'll probably be Xbox Series X or whatever the oh, heck it is. And they're a... PS5. Yeah. Do they come out on PS? Do they? Assassin's Creed does, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. pretty sure they do. I wasn't sure. But yeah, I'm going PS5. So, I'm getting that game. Yeah. Well, if they have a backwards compatibility for PS5, you get Unity as well and play through it. True. Mm-hmm. I wish I had good enough internet to get on PS Now and just play like 800. I think it's a ball cap. Mm-hmm. They have like 800 games that you can just play. Like I'd play Red Dead Redemption 1 now that I played. Like I didn't get into Red Dead Redemption 1 back when it was out. And I super got into Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. But then, so I... Yeah, I finally played through that game all the way, finally. Oh, you finally did the story mode of Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2? Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it was really good. One of the like best ca- campaigns I've ever yeah. played. That was a cool game when I watched you, yeah. watched you play a lot. All right, what's up next? We uh, on the I think all we got left is Movie Minute, if you're going to give us a something. Oh, well, I was just going to tell people uh, there's not been a lot of movies coming out lately. Um, For obvious reasons. But Netflix, a show that is very binge-worthy, is called You. And it is about a guy who falls in love with a woman, and he begins stalking her. And um, it's it's amazing. It's a great show. Like he's a horrible person, but he <laughs> like but he monologues the whole thing, and like you can tell that he thinks that he really loves her and stuff, and just things go wrong, and he's like trying to protect her and stuff like that. But it's a very awesome show. It has two seasons. Me and Cynthia both loved it. We can't wait for the next season. 
everyone should watch you. It's just, it's great. It does a good, like, it's not something you usually expect to have a TV show about. And second season was hilarious. I think it was making fun of a lot of uh, people that I would make fun of. Um, is it funny or is it serious? Two or is sad pr- or? two's kind of funny. Uh, it's it's serious. Like people die. Uh, it's dude does some bad stuff, but he does Just it all, all for, for love. Does it all for love? That's funny because I think yeah, the girl's name that he falls in love with on the second season's name is Love, <laughs> and he like monologues. I do this for you, Love, and uh, so he's like talking about love and also the girl love. But no, it's a it's play a freaking, on words. Yeah, great play on words. Great show. Everyone should watch you. That's my... It's about a minute. It's yeah. a movie minute right there. Movie minute right there. It's not a movie, though. Uh, we, I don't know if we got anything else. That's all our normal segments. Mostly. Well, everyone should tune in next week. Here. Yeah. We're here. a little late with this one. This yeah. One. Episode four is about to drop. And... Yeah. This, this... I can't wait to talk about episode four. Because the fight in episode four was awesome. It was. Loved Very it. cool. Yeah, we can't can't get into it. Can't, can't get into it. Start talking Just a little sneak peek for you guys if you're listening. And Tyrell, you gonna keep coming? Sure. So, yeah, yeah. We'll let some other people Tyrell's come. Tyrell's on the yeah. regular now. Yeah. <laughs> the natural, the jack of all trades. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to Say It in Common with the Commoners of D and D. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you never miss an episode and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Commoners Official for news, updates, and exclusive content. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.